Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. The People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. And welcome to another edition to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. It is the Ramsey in the Hot Seat with our Remembrance Day special. We have a special guest uh, with us today and we're going to hear a lot about how his time in the army uh, and the work he does with uh, Poppies Scotland and uh, helping ex-vets, veterans. Um, so we're going to hear about that. We're also at the 11th minute of this show. We will have a minute's silence and respect to the fallen for the folk who served in the army and also gave their lives up to give us that freedom um, to this day. So we'll hear a lot about the Poppy Scotland, a lot about the work he does um, with a lot of the veterans. So I want to give you a big welcome to Gary Lutet uh, in the studio. So welcome to the show. Evening, Fraser. So thank you for being on the show and thank you for attending and helping, um, giving us an insight to the work you do with Poppy Scotland and uh, everything else. Yeah, no great. Um, so tell, just tell, just tell us a little bit about you before we kick off. Um, who, what, where does your name come from? Uh, the name Luther is actually a Scottish name. Um, it's uh, it originates in the Orkney Islands, so uh, it's Orcadian. Okay. So my father was born in the Orkneys, and uh, then he was brought down here as a young child. So uh, my surname is is actually uh, a good Scottish name. It's been in the Orkneys since the eleventh century. That's cool. So tell it what it. Uh, just a brief history. I mean, tell us about what you do at the moment. What's you're obviously local to the area of Hearts uh, where the studio is. You're local to so East Craig's Barnton kind of area. So tell us uh, what is it you do uh, for a living and tell well, us a little. Well, at the moment, I'm uh, I'm working as a self-employed uh, carpenter builder, do bathrooms, kitchens, <laughs> you basically everything, uh, everything. <laughs> you know, we just do absolutely everything. Um, so <clears> that's it. Yeah. If you want to look up uh, on Facebook, if you look up GL Joinery, uh, not GI Joe, just in case you can make a mistake there. It's GL. <laughs> Technically, has been. I was no pun intended. He has been in the army, but uh, I have been uh, to somebody's <laughs> house and they seen a picture of me on Facebook and it had a picture of me in a military uniform and uh, they thought it was GI Joinery <laughs> instead of GL. Yeah, so I have been there. I've had people ask me that, so it's so, uh, so good. Uh, so <laughs> kind of fits the bill. <laughs> Maybe you just change your last name or an I somewhere. Or, um, but uh, so uh, we, if you check out GI, GL and join an A, not GI, GL uh, on Facebook, you can see a lot of the work that uh, Gary has done from basically ripping out the, the, the lot, the bathrooms and rebuilding it basically. And not just uh, bathrooms, but extensions, kitchens, you name it, the whole sh- shebang basically. You yeah, like to get our hands in and get uh, get uh, into it. To be to be honest, yeah, you, you've done a lot of work for quite a lot of people. Yes, yeah, uh, I have <coughs> in the local area as well, yeah. and uh, in in various uh, countries and stuff. I was I did carpentry when I was in the army as well, um, in various countries: Cyprus, um, Iraq, mm-hmm. Jordan, Germany. So yeah, I've, that, I've, I've been about quite a bit. Was that where you sort of learnt your trade? No, no, I, oh. I, I learnt my trade in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I served as a, a carpenter joiner with um, Sinclair Cable Joiner Cabinet Makers okay. down at Starbank. Um, at the same time I was doing the uh, Territorial Army. Okay. And from there 
1999 when the the squad local squadron in Edinburgh closed, I went away over to Cyprus and uh, and did the regular stuff. So it was all good. So what made you join the army? Um, I've always been interested in it. My father was in the Second World War. Um, I had always been interested in doing things that were military. I was always interested in watching uh, World at War, even as a child. Mm-hmm. I seen things on the telly that I, I was always sort of drawn towards being like a soldier. So uh, uh, you know that's that's where my heart lay, and it still does. Mm-hmm. So, when basically being in the army and by going doing what you're doing, what did you I mean? Obviously, a lot of people go to battle. I'm guessing you did or didn't. Go to battle at all? Yeah, well, I've been in uh, um, in Iraq, two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had uh, we seen uh, the, the, a lot of the, uh, the the buildings that were all uh, wiped out, mm-hmm. pilots that were wiped out. We were there putting the infrastructure back into the country. Uh, the soul destroying part is is seeing all these children and stuff, you know, crawling right. about in rubbish tips as you're driving past, mm-hmm. scavenging for whatever they could, and that's uh, that's something that will never leave my mind ever. That will never leave my mind. It's something that I think about quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we're going to play, uh, come into more detail about Gary and his time in the army and also uh, regarding what he does currently with Poppy Scotland. We're just going to come back in a second and we're going to play a song. And then on the 11th minute of the show, we will be doing a minute's silence. Uh, we will be reading a poem uh, called The Muddy Old Sapper, which, uh, um, not all of it, but we'll kind of read part of it, and then Gary will explain what that is. And then we'll talk a bit more about uh, what the work he does. And uh, some of the general stuff that goes on regarding every, it seems to be every year that we always get, you always get somebody saying about, uh, moaning about the poppy, or why we should wear it, or why shouldn't we wear it, or should we wear a white poppy, and all that kind of saga. And in the day, um, we need to try and nip this in the bud because they re- find out the real reason why we wear the poppy is and to remember these people who have fallen and it's not nothing political about it, nothing, it's a simple remembrance like other things are, other symbols are for remembering people who have had illnesses or fallen for whatever reason. So we're back shortly just to re- play a brief song which will be uh, by David Bowie, Heroes, then we'll come back with our minutes silence shortly.
Welcome back to Hunter and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show on heartsonlive.co.uk with a slight miscue on my timing with the song being a bit long. We are now going to take a slight minute silence in remembrance of the fallen. Uh, so there will be some slightly dead air space if you're listening to this on the replay. So uh, don't worry, there's nothing, not technical issue going on. So uh, please be silent for one minute as we'll be back to you in a minute. We read the uh, poem called The Silent Salute to the Engineers. Uh, now the Lord of the Realm has glorified the change, the, sorry, the charge of the Light Brigade, um, and, to thi- and the thin red line of the infantry. When will their glory fade? There are uh, robust rhymes of the British, uh, ta- uh, British tar in classics. Uh, on the musketeers, but I shall sing till your uh, eardrums ring, of the holy, of the muddy old engineers. 
now it's all very very fair to fly through the air or humour a heavy gun or ride in uh, tanks through the broken sands ranks of the crushed and shattered Huns and it's nice to think when the U-boats sink of the glory that outlives the years but whoever heard an haunting word for the muddy old engineers now you mustn't feel when you read the spiel that the sapper is a jealous knave that he joined the ranks for a vote thanks in search of a hero's grave know your merchandise cavalry quite all right and your tommy has drained few peers but where in hell would a lot of them be if it weren't for the engineers oh they look like tramps they build their your camps and sometimes lead the advance but they sweat red blood to bridge the flood to give your fighting chance who stays behind what it's getting hot when it's getting hot to blow up the roads in the in the rear just tell your wife she owes your life to some muddy old engineer some dusty crusty croaking joking muddy old engineer no fancy crest is pinned to their chest if you read what their cap badge says why honey soit kumal ye pence honey sweet kumal pence is queer some sort of praise but their modest claim is a, to a mort, mortal fame has probably reached your ears the first to arrive the last to leave the muddy old engineers the sweating go-getting uproarious glorious muddy old engineers that was a, a muddy old sapper poem not the easiest to read admit that but certainly it was interesting but Gary, please explain what uh, to the listeners what is a a muddy old sapper. <coughs> a sapper um, it dates back to um, when the, uh, the they used to attack fortresses. So you know you would get the uh, boiling oil coming out of the uh, the castles. They would pour the oil and stuff, and then that would go into a trench, and then people were so they were trying to trench towards castles and stuff. So the uh, the sappers dug the sap. Which uh, and that's uh, that's where the word came from. That's uh, that's why uh, that's why we're known as sappers within the Royal Engineers. It goes back to when they used to attack castles and stuff. Mm. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's the name sapper. Um, but it's, there's much more to being a sapper than uh, attacking Just. castles. Okay. <laughs> so tell tell us a bit about your. Obviously, you said your dad was in the World World War Two. So tell us, do you know what's um, about what my my father? I, I never really knew much about uh, what my father actually did. He was with the uh, the Royal Artillery as a signaler driver, um, but he was in. Um, Poland mm-hmm. and went through into Germany and stuff but uh, whilst he was in Poland they liberated uh, one of the concentration camps which was just about 15 kilometres up the road from Auschwitz mm-hmm. don't know the name yet it was, uh, for what I believe it was all female so as a young man maybe 
19, 20 years old, he was actually seeing this through his own eyes. He never spoke about the Second World War, not once did I ever hear him talking about the Second World War. However, as a family, he made us sit and watch World at War on a Sunday. It used to come on at two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. And we all sat and watched. And this was him, his way of educating us as to what had actually happened. But he would never speak about it. I heard after he had passed away, which is 36 years ago on the 7th of November, that's just passed, that he's went. He died as a young man, but he had been through and did so much in his life. So, uh, you know, I found all this sort of stuff out, these snippets of things that that uncles and stuff told me um, over the years about what he had actually done. But after he served with the uh, Royal Artillery, he then went on to uh, to the Merchant Navy, and then he spent about another 19, 20 years with the Merchant Navy. So he's, he, he got about. He certainly did his bit for, for the country, that's for sure. I mean, going into a lot of the stuff, I mean... And obviously, I miss and a slight miscue that he doesn't. Guy doesn't do stuff for Poppy Scotland. It's sort of in an indirect way with he what he does do, uh, which regarding like ex-veterans. Um, but we're going to hear a little bit about these breakfast clubs that he helps that helps out as. Uh, so we're going to tell us about the what you do with the ex-vets and all the breakfast clubs. Well, I I do a lot of work with. <laughs> or I do some work with um, Veterans in Action, right? This mm. is a, a group that's been set up down south, a guy called Billy McLeod, who set the uh, Veterans in Action up. And he primarily um, does stuff to promote and help uh, sufferers of post-traumatic stress disorder. So a big shout-out to Billy McLeod, who's uh, probably listening, by the way. Um, the Breakfast Clubs, uh, the Veterans Breakfast Club, was started by a guy called Derek Hardman. Mm-hmm. down in Hill 10 years ago and they decided to get together and have bacon rolls and stuff with some of his friends on a, on a Saturday morning um, and then it, it continued going so it started going for you know every weekend or every second weekend they would meet and blah 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 um, and it's, it's actually spread throughout the whole of the UK so every town or nearly every town in the UK has now got a veterans breakfast club um, Bulgaria has a, a Veterans Breakfast Club <laughs> um, You've got Veterans Breakfast Clubs in Cyprus mm-hmm. uh, There's Veterans Breakfast Clubs in Canada, Australia And it's starting to spread So these things are absolutely spot on um, I, I got involved with Bob Blake and a guy called um, Gary Stewart and I had been looking for a place that we could actually start the Veterans Breakfast Club up, the Edinburgh Veterans Breakfast Club uh, within Edinburgh, and I'd been looking for, for a place, and basically it just fell right into my lap. Um, I just wish I'd, yeah, I'd started beforehand, uh, because the amount of folk um, that are actually taking their own lives mm-hmm. through post-traumatic stress disorder and other mental health issues that that people uh, suffer from, uh, you know, that's the people that we're trying to target. We want to bring these people along to the Veterans Breakfast Club so they can sit down, they can join uh, join in with the, uh, the, have a sit down with a a cup of a brew, a hot coffee, a cup of tea, get a good breakfast in them and at the same time have that comradeship and the feeling that there is people like them still kicking around, although they're not serving anymore, we're all there to help each other. 
and it actually works. It really, really does work. We had one veteran um, a few weeks ago who was basically living out the boot of his car. Right. One of the other veterans stepped in right there and then. I'm not going to mention any names and put them up. That's good. Uh, <coughs> and that's what it's all about. Uh, we also get people that are, uh, we'll find out that folk are, are, are getting rid of stuff and all the rest of it. So we try and get this stuff and then pass it on to, to, uh, to uh, other veterans so that, you know, mm-hmm. I've actually been out myself in my van, went up to uh, Western Hills, picked up my bed and drove it to Glen Rothes to a veteran who had nothing. Um, he had found himself in hard times, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's all about sort of giving a little bit back. It's not just uh, veterans in action. There's other other stuff as well. You do well. Veterans in action. Um, I've done stuff for Poppy Scotland. I have sold wristbands and poppies and taken the tins round and all the rest of it. Uh, we've stood outside the rugby parks. Uh, during the, the like, Scotland home games and I'll go along there now and again with the uh, VIA tins shake the tins and uh, try and get uh, wristbands sold along there um, but it's, it's primarily it's the, the Veterans Breakfast Club one of my mates killed himself in January mm-hmm. um, and I'd known him uh, as a boy before joining the military or anything to, having anything to do with the military and he had been keen on the military his whole life and when he took his own life in January. Um, it was more poignant for me to really get this club up and running. I just wish we had got it done. You know, you, know, you know yourself, Fraser, you know, it could take 30 seconds and some well-chosen words and it can turn somebody's whole outlook in life around. Around, you know, and we, we, were, we were denied that opportunity. Uh, and it's, it's a sad fact that, that people are taking their lives because they feel isolated. And if you feel isolated... So we're, we're, if people are listening to this and if you know somebody who maybe is an ex-army vet or any veteran at all, um, where can people contact you if they need to reach out to you? Um, right, well, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to give over my personal details, my mobile number. They can get me on Facebook. My name's Gary Lutet. You can get me on GeoJoinery. Um, you can get me through the Edinburgh Veterans Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Facebook. Uh, you can either speak to myself, Bob Blakey, Gary Stewart. Uh, we've had Dustin Holmes call us up, telling us that they've got veterans who are interested in coming along for a breakfast and stuff like that. So, you know, we're trying to reach as many veterans as we possibly can uh, to get the word out that, you know, there is people there. We do have a laugh. We do have a joke. And some of the people that I have uh, that I meet up with once a month, it's like we've never been apart. Mm-hmm. You know, even after 20 years, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, it's and there's no other way to sp- uh, explain this, but... Only military people that have served in the military will get the military banner. Yes. If you haven't served in the military, civilians just do Don't not know. get us. And sometimes it's pretty cutthroat, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 good. And that's why we, we thrive. We thrive yeah. on it. It's, the banner is, uh, is there and that's what everybody misses. So if, you're, if you've just been listening to this and you want to, if you are, as I say, you can contact Gary via Facebook and our other avenues. Uh, we will re re message. We'll say that again near the end of the show, uh, just for just in case you missed it. But you can you'll get get this on the replay as well on the podcast, which will be out there later on. So we're back after this mu- this song. Uh, there is always heroes around, and they are heroes, and these people have served 
and fought and a lot of people have lost their lives um, and it's for whatever reason uh, they have and it's, uh, it's not good to hear they've taken their lives so we just uh, play the, we've got a Mariah Carey song which is Hero uh, we're going to play that our next and uh, just uh, we'll be back shortly
From Hero, hey, welcome back to Hudson and Ramsey on this podcast show on heartsonglive.co.uk. Uh, thank you for listening. We are having a Remembrance Day special. Um, our special guest with uh, myself, uh, well, I'm not really a guest, but we have a guest called Gary Lutet uh, from GL Joinery. He's also, he also does a lot of work with veterans. Um, we're just hearing uh, his stories and what he does. So if you want to give a couple of shout you've got a couple of shout to give it, haven't you? Yeah, Bob Blakey, Gary Stewart, yeah, and Derek Hartman, uh, Billy McLeod. Um, that's, that's, re- <coughs> that's re- oh, and the main part, you know, the main people, um, you know, I've, I've got to shout out to uh, all the veterans that, that come along to the Edinburgh Veterans Breakfast Club. Cool. Because you know, uh, without them, we wouldn't really have a breakfast club. Exactly. To be honest. So that's You've it. also got. Um, you said it was construction or something, or. Uh. Um, I took part in a TV programme a few years ago. It's still running. It's so still on the telly. 60 minute um, makeover. It, it's, it's like um, DIY SOS, military style. Mm-hmm. Right? It was called um, Construction Squad. Okay. Right. And they, they sort of travelled up and down the UK. I only took part in three of the, three of the uh, shows. I did one in Newcastle. Um, I did one just outside Blackpool. Uh, and I did one in Glasgow. So <laughs> I, took, I, took, I took part in three of these these shows, and it was like uh, uh, you know they, they were going in, and it was like old buildings that mm. had been sort of derelict, and they transformed them in a week. Cool. So, so and it was like you know the whole community got involved in the rest, of it, and it was really really worthwhile. It was really good. It wasn't great sixty minute makeover then, was it? No, it was hard work. <laughs> it was you know you were starting at six in the morning, you were finishing about eight nine o'clock at night. It was hard hard work. It was mm. hard graft, but uh, it was worth it. Right. Um, just to see the the smiles on uh, you know kids that had autism and stuff like that. So uh, see the the you know whole building that's been transformed, and the community get behind it as well. It was really really brilliant. It really was. It made us all feel ten feet taller. There's, there's you know there is the there's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. You know you you can't beat something. It's uh, it's like do charitable work. It's all good and well, but you know it's. Um, the payment is is uh, feeling ten foot tall. To be honest, that's that's what it's all about. That's good. So tell us a bit more, a little bit um, your time in Cyprus. Um, went over to Cyprus. It was great. I loved it. You know, I used to spend uh, two or three weeks working in the workshops. I'd spend a week on the beach as a beach commander. We'd mm-hmm. be down there at um, you know half past five in the morning, putting the boats into the water. And then we would sit there all day and anybody that wanted to come down and go water skiing or get towed around in a banana and stuff. And that's we were there to do that. So we all got our uh, civilian boat licences and all the rest of it. And we were down there just ragging people up and down the beach. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> and get paid for it. <laughs> and get paid for it, yeah. And then the other three weeks of the uh, the month were sort of spent in the, the carpenters' workshops, uh, doing stuff in the workshops or being on duty within the camp and uh, doing our, our, our normal sort of duties, you know. That's good. Um, the last stage of my career uh, within uh, Cyprus, uh, I, I became the armourer. So uh, the, the thing about being in the military is, um, you know, you're on duty 24 hours a day, okay. even when you're in your house. 
So when I was as the uh, the company armourer, um, I'd get a phone call at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> get up to the, get, we need the armoury opened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or half past three in the morning, it'd be a phone call at the house. We need the armoury opened, and you had to get up up to the uh, guard room, open up your safe, get your keys out, then up to your armoury, open the armoury, issue the weapons. Mm-hmm. And then be there for them to come back, you know. And it really depended on what time it, it could be any time in the morning. So that's uh, a soldier is is paid uh, by the hour, right? They're paid by the day, and the day lasts twenty four hours. <laughs> so it's it's uh, you know you've got to be there, you've got to be ready to uh, to move at any time. So that's that's uh, you know, a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people don't see that at all. Uh, when you're when you're on exercise, you're there to work twenty four mm. hours a day if need be. Just what tell us a bit about the now you get a lot of they say the poppy gets a lot of bad press recently and it seems to be every time of year there's always somebody on the telly saying oh when you, this the poppy promotes war it's out of date why are we still using it why we should wear a white poppy and all that kind of stuff what's your gen when you hear this kind of stuff for somebody who has served and had seen what goes on and you see what veterans I would been, certainly not ever wear a white poppy mm-hmm. ever. You know, this is a trademark. The red poppy is a trademark. It's for those people who actually died in the First and Second World War, you know, mm-hmm. in the poppy fields. That's what it's all about. That's what it will always be about. And yeah. it's got nothing to do with white poppies or this. I will always, you know, other people, it's up to them. They want to wear a white poppy. Everybody to their own. Yeah. I will never, ever, ever yeah. wear a white yeah. poppy. I will always respect the people that have went before me by wearing the red one it's as, as simple as that yeah exactly and you see a lot it always seems they always seem to come out for some reason at this time of year and they always there's always some I don't know I'm going to say idiot basically because they just they just don't have a clue obviously and I think it's just, I think it's disrespectful to people who have lost their lives and the people who for it's, it's not as I say it's not just the, as I say it's the families as well it's not just the people who are losing their life in battle or war it's the family effects afterwards the, the loss uh, and obviously you deal with here. What you've also got to remember is, you mm-hmm. know, the, the Red Poppy uh, or the Lady Haig uh, Poppy Factory in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, that employs uh, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of them are, uh, most of them, or probably all of them, are um, ex-servant soldiers uh, from the military. Uh, a lot of the money that's raised through charitable uh, needs goes back in to them start so they only get they'll probably get a few days off at Christmas but every other every day the street back so as soon as poppy uh, the, the poppies are sold they're straight back in the following day and they're doing more for next year um, and it, it keeps people in a job but at the same time the money goes to help uh, veterans to be honest and that's what it's all about uh, it's a good thing we're going to play our song um, which to kind of just to reiterate that um, the, with all the things that go on that uh, the main thing is that there's a lot of love going around a lot of people who care for these people who, who've been in the army who've, uh, who suffer from PTSD and I think it's uh, love builds a lot of bridges between a lot of, th- lot of people and I think it's important to uh, share that love and to support people it doesn't matter whether it's from people who've been in the army or others to people who go through all sorts uh, we should be supporting people who go through difficulties and helping out. And it's great to hear that how Gary supports many, many people and what he does. And he does a lot a lot for people, even in the community. He is uh, well well known and he's uh, great at what he does. 
So we're going to be back. This is a various artist's song in tribute from Cher. It's called Love Can Build a Bridge. Uh, I first heard this song, I think it was Comic Relief or Our Children in Need. It was with uh, Chrissy Hyde and Hyde and, and other artists I can't remember, but we're going to play this one anyway, which is a very good song. Just And we'll come back and we're going to cheer Got a bit of a um, cheerier note afterwards, which uh, with it being the certain time of year coming up, we'll be back shortly.
welcome back to the heartsonlive.co.uk and the Hatsuki and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Um, guys, got a little bit more to mention, so say fire away. Well, you you, were, you did the um, the the poem, the muddy old sapper, mm-hmm. um, and you know what is an engineer? Right? So I had to get this off my chest, okay. right? Because uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that I know that, that are from different regiments and from uh, different corps as well. You know, or, or different services. The, you know, Air Force or uh, the Navy or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, what is an engineer? It's quite simple. <coughs> Engineers are first in and last out. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere without an engineer. Engineers, military royal engineers, are the backbone of the British Army. And without them, you can't go anywhere. We're the guys that will take you over water. We're the guys that will take you through minefields. We're the guys that will build a bridge to get you where you want to go. And then we're the same guys that will be there at the end, blowing up the roads, blowing up bridges, and uh, you know denying the enemy the chance to get a hold of you if he's on the back foot. So it's quite simple. Royal engineers and sappers are first in, the and last out. And I'm I'm doing that, and there'll be a lot of people that are out there cringing now. <laughs> <laughs> Say, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's the truth. Uh, Royal Engineers, first in, last in. It's as simple as that. Well, as you know, uh, just to lighten the mood now, we've had, uh, thank you, obviously, we've got insight from Gary uh, regarding what he does and um, also a little bit about his career in the Army. And uh, as I say, it's good to reach out to people who maybe are struggling from PTSD, who have been in the Army. It doesn't matter, suffering from any way or form. Reach out to them if they can. And even if it means just contacting Gary or one of the people he mentioned, uh, please do because well, you know I'm, I'm not a great I'm not I'm not a sort of psychologist Aye. or trained Be- this that and other. However, you know I've got uh, I've got the uh, I've got the, uh, the the phone numbers of people that are uh, that are more qualified than yeah, me. Yeah, but you're there to help, and it's and it's there. You know, if I can uh, start get somebody involved on or you know help in any way, then I've got. Phone yeah. numbers of people can help that them. I can phone and ask questions about and blah blah blah, and then they can help and it, yeah. uh, that and it's that network that we've all got yeah. uh, that helps other people. So you know that's what it's all about the network that we've got. Well, this is uh, this is the time of year which I, I said a bit more you know a lighter note and a bit more fun. It is that time of year now? I'm going to play this very short song. So if Aloho, who is the owner of Hearts on Live. Uh, the main part you can listen to her shows on a mo- every Monday to Friday from 7 o'clock in the morning so if you're out your bed and you've got yourself a coffee to keep you awake and you can tune in from 7 o'clock in the morning and see her arise with aloha uh, there's also uh, Comfort it's at 6.30 to 7.30 on a Monday night we have uh, Emmanuel who's on a Thursday night with the SLR just in case you want to know what that stands for Sex, Love and Relationships well an SLR to me is a self-loaded rifle <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we used to use back in the 80s before they bought a 5.56 rifle. So, an SLR is a cell phone rifle. Right, okay, so well, there's uh, there's also a manual show on a Thursday night and there's uh, a few other shows as well. So, uh, uh, you can hear... <laughs> You hear, you can hear, listen, tune into heartsonlive.co.uk and hear many, many shows going forward. If you and also hear us in the background, just tune in, in the background and hear a lot of continuous music being played. But we'll be back after this very short song, which will cheer up a certain person who keeps talking about this um, every time, uh, especially it goes on Facebook every two seconds. But we'll, you'll get time to cheer it up because it's that time of year now. So. 
beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that chooses the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that'll talk and we'll go for a walk as a hope for Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Now there's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> Soon the bells will start And the thing that will make them ring Is the carol that you sing right within your heart A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots Is the wish of Barney and Ben Dolls that'll talk and we'll go for a walk Is the hope for Janice and Jen And the mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start and the thing that will make them ring is the carol that you sing right within your heart. And welcome back. Uh, a bit of Christmas spirit there. So tell us, what do you do for Christmas, Gary? When the thing comes? Um, we have... Um, I'm married to a, 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 an Eastern European lady, uh, and her name's Zornitsa Lutet. Um... So on the twenty fourth, we have a Bulgarian Christmas mm-hmm. because the uh, Eastern Europeans like the Polish, the Bulgarians they like to uh, celebrate the the twenty fourth. That's the sort of the coming into Christmas, whereas we do the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have two Christmases. <laughs> I have a Bulgarian Christmas on the twenty fourth. My wife does all the Bulgarian cooking and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I do the cooking on the twenty fifth. Which my wife helps me with, uh, so we'll muck in. So we'll have two Christmases. It's great. Do you need Christmas stuff for the veterans and things like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, well, we've got this Sunday coming up. So this Sunday we've got, um, we're meeting at the Foxy Fiddler mm-hmm. at half past nine on Sunday morning. We will have a breakfast. Cool. Right. So it's uh, the Breakfast Club. Right, it just so happens that it's Armistice Sunday and we're, we're normally meeting on a Saturday. Um, after we've been to uh, have our breakfast, we're going to walk down to the Memorial mm-hmm. at uh, Haymarket, where the Hearts football team will be. Mm-hmm. And between half ten, eleven, uh, we'll take part in the parade there. 
uh, we will lay a reef. We've got a reef that's been made up uh, with the Ed Veterans Breakfast Club logo on it. So that'll be getting laid by one of our older vets. He happens to be senior service. Uh, he's a sailor. You, you'll recognise him straight away because he's normally carrying a pink handbag. That's <laughs> <laughs> me just having a little bit of banter again. Um, <laughs> and then after afterwards, we are going back up to the Fox Fiddler. Um, we will have a lunch, which is like going to be stovies or a curry. <laughs> and then um, just in there. But you know, it's cheap. Basically, we've... Uh, they're going to be it was, it was like a fiver for your breakfast and then it was a fiver for a meal so you're paying it's a tenner right? it's good um, actually yeah. however we've, uh, we've had some money donated to us from the uh, Royal British Legion that's fantastic so that money will go towards the veterans uh, food and, and so, so if I can save them money um, by putting their hands in the pockets they don't have to if we've got enough mm. money to cover it then we'll cover it with the, uh, with the grant that we've been given from the uh, Royal British Legion which was very very good of them to be honest that's fantastic so do you do anything for Christmas later on do you get a wee Christmas dinner set up with them or um, we, we will have a, we will have a, a Christmas sort of, you know it's like most Shindig. folk have, the, have their watch yeah. night outs and, and stuff like that we are going to have a Christmas lunch that be nice which is the 23rd I do remember your Facebook page from last year, like, because yourself and probably like myself, kind of like, <laughs> not getting any staff to clear Christmas night. I was like, just you. Yeah. Try to tag along with somebody else's Christmas night because <laughs> you only work on your own. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's never worked there, which is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this, this year, um, it's the 23rd of December. Uh, we'll have the uh, the vendors along, uh, and it'll be like a we're going to have a, mm. a lunch, cool. instead of a breakfast, and we're going to have like a uh, a prize draw. That'd be nice, yeah. Right, so we'll have a raffle, uh, and we'll get. So I've got. I'm, I'm trying to get in some donations from uh, various people, um, and the more donations that are, that are brought in towards the, the breakfast club, the better. And then it just sort of means that we can put all that into the raffle. And uh, hopefully the veterans will go back with uh, some lovely little gifts that we've uh, been handed in and all the rest of it. And we try to raise a wee bit of money for the for the, the club as well. Uh, long term, my prospects are maybe going to try and do a, like a battlefield tour or something like that. So if we start bringing money into the club, yeah, right, and the more money we, we generate and raise, then every penny will go back into the veterans who attend the club. Uh, so it's all about the veterans who come along to our, our veterans club and then whatever we raise, everything goes back into them, so nothing's wasted. It's, uh, it's all good. It's fantastic. So, 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 <laughs> so as I say, it's coming up to Christmas time now, as I say, once we've had Remembrance Day tomorrow, um, once we've had the minute silence at 11 o'clock, um, if you remember, um, also the Armistice Sunday. Uh, if you're in Gorgie at the time, you'll see uh, uh, be kind of sealed off usually because a lot of people gather around. Um, where the remember the Fallen from uh, who played a lot of the Fallen who played for our Hearts Football Club. Um, but yeah, so as I say, it's that I believe the whole team, the whole team, uh, the whole team went in the Second World War and uh, they yeah. never came back. Yeah. I think maybe one or two came back. McCree's men, um, and it's 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 good. I've I've been up there. I normally go to the castle or there or or, or, or other bits of bobs. I like to sort of move around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but because the Foxy Fiddler is just up Morrison Street, 
Yeah, they decided to, uh, to be easy. That we would all attend the uh, that that memorial, and it's it's a brilliant place. I'm glad it's back, to be honest, because it was just it was away for a wee while getting fixed. The, was it okay? Yeah, That's yeah, good. So I'm glad they've actually got it back now. It's, it's, uh, it's what do you think? What do you think of Edinburgh? Because you, you're because you're self-boy, you drive around Edinburgh like me. Uh, and what do you? What's your sort of general thoughts on Edinburgh at the moment? It's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> It is, it is. I was in uh, trying to get along George Street or go up. I was trying to get to Slater's to go and buy myself a new blazer because I've, I've stopped smoking. Yeah, I know, uh, congratulations. How long has that yeah, been now? I'm, I'm 16 months and about three stone. <laughs> <laughs> three stone area. So I went to put my blazer on last year and, and I got the buttons to my hips. <laughs> and I thought, right, okay, I've got to give it up. Oh, okay, so I had to go out and buy myself a new jacket the other day. Then. Okay. Uh, it's good so that you're still smoking, though. You feel better. Yeah, I, I do. I feel I feel a lot better. It's, it's something that I should have. I, I did stop. I stopped before. I had coughed so much when I was in Iraq, right. due to the dust and the stuff that we were cutting in the workshops. It was all mahogany and stuff, um, and the smoking because it was so cheap to smoke. But you would light a cigarette and you would actually sit and watch it burn down because it was so hot. Right, okay. So you were smoking twice as much and then the dust and all the rest of it. Um, I got an infection right. in, my, in my chest and I'd coughed so much that I thought I'd had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I'd actually pulled a muscle in my chest. So I was cool. hospitalised. Um, and when I came out of the hospital, I was all nicotine patched up. <laughs> <laughs> I was all patches all over the place. Uh, 23rd of December. 2003, remember it well, mm-hmm. not smoking, and I, I gave up at that time for about four months. Right. Uh, even sort of, so it was just around about Christmas time. Yeah. You gave up. Now you, but you recently gave up 16 months. Because 16 uh, months. Yeah. What was that reason? Um, I was on a job again, cutting tiles, uh, the dust off the tiles and stuff, and still smoking. And I just thought, you know, I'm not going to make it home. Yeah. I actually thought I was going to die driving my car home, so I thought, right, that's it. So I stopped, and I've never felt so good. Right. I used to use my inhaler quite a lot. Mm. You're lucky if I've used my inhaler ten times in the last sixteen months. Every time I used to, when I first met you, every time I used to, <laughs> have to admit, every time I used to see you, I could smell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. thought, crumbs, this guy must smoke a lot, because yeah. I, I was like, yeah. good grief, yeah. it was overpowering now, I think, it's great. I used to smoke 40 cigarettes a day and then when I gave up I went on to tobacco and the tobacco, a big pouch, the tobacco would last me about four days, four or five days and then I started rolling them, I was smoking one and rolling one at the same time and that's just no good, that's no good, so I started to the point where I was like one of these big pouches was lasting two days. Right, oh my goodness. No, no, No. I had to give up, I had to do something. Okay, I put on a bit of weight. That's what, usually, that's what usually happens that's the main thing yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's good well uh, for, I want to say thank you for listening to the Hattuck and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show on Hearts on Live and as I say it's been a Remembrance Day special with a little bit of a Christmas feel to it at the end uh, it's good to hear some insight uh, to what Gary does with the veterans and the breakfast clubs and just a little bit about his, in, his insight um, from his, his days in the army and just obviously with his dad he didn't talk about it but obviously with the what the he educated them in I mean we thank you for the people who have fallen for us and we thank you for the lives that have been they, they have been given up through giving us the freedom I've, that we I've have I've lost some friends as well like so you lost uh, yeah you know, a good friend of mine Fraser Burnett killed in 2006 uh, roadside bomb on a bridge um, yeah. they survived the blast 
Mm. Uh, the vehicle went upside down and landed in the river, so they all drowned, uh, yeah. which was really, really, really yeah. sad. Yeah. Well, we just want to say thank you again for listening, and uh, we wish you all the best going forward. It will be many, as I say, we will be hoping to have a few Christmas special programmes uh, coming up in the next few weeks, uh, but that is to be planned. So, as I say, thank you, thank you, Gary, for being on the show. Well, thanks for for uh, bringing me along, Fraser. And to be honest with you, you know, if there's any veterans that are out there that want to attend the uh, Edinburgh Veterans Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. look me up Facebook. You'll yeah. find me on Facebook. My name's Gary Lutit, and I'm yeah. there. I'm you, there you, you can't really miss him. A unique name. You won't find many Lutits. <laughs> oh, you won't. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I'm going to stop the show again. Now my computer's got to sleep just about. But anyway, uh, thank you again and uh, take it easy people and have a good week whatever you're up to also the weekend and tune in to heartsonlive.co.uk during the week and listen to Arise with Aloha on a Monday morning, 7 o'clock if you're up get yourself a coffee and uh, grab Arise with Aloha on Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Take care, good night and have a good weekend.